We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Clips. I've talked about this all the time. No, nah, I've seen you do that before, and you've done that the last three times. Right? Yeah. So watch your mouth. That's, <laughs> that's legit to line up. The yo, this is hard. This is musky as shit, but this is fire. You know, yo, this is about. Remember you used to do you know, that. you know when I got these? Yeah, two th- ten years ago. 2014. We went to see USA Portugal. We were in Miami, and USA Friendly? was like, Nah, it was the World Cup. Really? Yeah, bro. In we played June. Portugal in the World Cup. Yeah, so it was like the group of death. It was Ghana, Germany, oh, right, right, Portugal, right. and the U.S. Yep. So we beat Ghana. We were at Rockies for that, and then we're in Miami for Portugal. And uh, there's a there's a video of me yelling, "Have one!" Jermaine Jones gets the ball at like the top of the box, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Yo, have one!" And he scores a golasso. And yo, we just went crazy. Me and Joey almost fell into the pool at the Cleveland there, like right next to it. I was like bugging up and down. My, my foot like slid off. I went to fall. He grabs me. I grab him. He's like, yo, that would have been a nightmare. Excuse me. But it was dope. So I, I, I stole these from the Clevelander. Nice. That's why they look all crusty too. Yeah. that Bro, it's a fucking a, a paper it's, coaster from over almost 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And these are purposely for like one night use only. Yeah. <laughs> yo, you're so crusty. Dunbar in the building. Yo, people like when I have you on because they like your, your basketball stuff and how passionate you get about it. Don't gas me. Nah, I'm being for real. I appreciate that. Yeah, Nick Teddy Dunbar. Yeah, you know, it has yeah, a nice yeah. ring to it. Nah, I, um, I enjoy talking about it. I feel like I watch the game through a different lens. Like, I don't just watch the person with the ball. I watch the backdoor cuts. I also appreciate the stuff that goes on in the front office, too. Like, mm. what the Celtics just did. A little off topic, but you get a basketball. Nah, I like it. I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about that. You get a Boston mind. I mm. mean, a basketball mind, excuse me. One of the youngest, too. He's the youngest coach in the NBA in the NBA, in the NBA history, right? Was he one of the youngest head coaches, Brad Stevens, I when think, he came? I, I think so, yeah. I'm so pretty sure. you get someone like that who's got, like, years of wisdom for his age. Mm. You put him as a head coach. Good coach. They got... They didn't miss on any draft picks. They got Tatum. They got Brown. They're starting to rebuild. They got a, a nice young core. They still got Marcus Smart. And then you get him, and now you delegate him to the front office. So now where he can really show what he knows. 
and then you get a good guy, maybe he can kind of like use as a puppet almost, and he could kind of do both. You get a good young coach, that guy, um, what was his name? You, um, from the Nets, the assistant. I'm, I'm forgetting his name. I'm drawing a blank right now. He's a Nigerian descent. He played in the NBA, though. So you get a. I'm, I'm a huge fan of player coaches. Huge fan because they can relate to players. Players want to play for guys that have been in the trenches before. They don't want a guy who's like an analytical guy. Mm. You know what I mean? That. Well, it's follows it, the game through a laptop. What do you What do you think of this take? Because I was talking about this with uh, with Impy about. When when Durant played the forty eight minutes in Game Five, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think if Nash wasn't a former player, he would have had Durant play that much? That's because a great point. I feel like you've been an athlete. I've been an athlete, like playing at like a you know you play college basketball, you play college sports at a high level, where the athlete he don't want to come out in that situation, oh, right? No. So I feel like a coach that didn't play might have been like, "Yo, you need a rest." Where Steve Nash is like, yo, maybe those sun years when I got taken out by D'Antoni, fuck, man, if I was out there, shit would have been different. Absolutely. That's a great point. No, I agree 100%. That definitely played a role, the fact that he played so he can relate. He's been in that situation before, like you said, in those big games. Maybe if he was out there for those extra five minutes, you know, his plus minus would have been different. You know, the outcome of the game would have been different. Udoka is the name Udoka, of the, yes. the Celtics coach. Really good young coach, though. He, yeah. he came up through the ranks. He, um, I forgot, he, he was the Nets assistant. But before that, I think he was with Doc Rivers in, on the Clippers as well. He worked his way up, though. But, yeah, that's a great coach for him. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fit perfectly. It's going to fit perfectly for Boston. But, yeah, what you were saying about the Durant thing, um, yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. And also, that's what you load manage all year for until you get to the, to the playoffs. There's no more, oh, next week or maybe. It's now or there is no next week. At that point, play 45-plus exactly. minutes. Everyone should be playing 40-plus yeah, yeah, yeah. minutes easily. Well, that's why, like, in the playoffs, guys, teams usually go to, like, seven- or eight-man rotations. Yeah, the rotations get smaller, exactly. Because i rather – that's why I'm paying you 40 that's who I'm di- That's who I'm rolling with and I'm dying with yeah, is the yeah. guys that, you know, the, the main guys, 100%. I want to sort of – because we've been sort of, like, touching on things just a little bit and then a lot of Euro Cup and I had a people's podcast wimp. I want to just go a little backwards just to cover all bases. Mm-hmm. If Kyrie's healthy, Nets win that series easily, you think? Yeah, I think so. They couldn't stop them. Um, first of all, KD was too much. Yeah. I think that um, the mismatches they had, the way he can break a defense down, Kyrie just does too much. He's like a master. Um, I actually think the pairing with KD and Kyrie would have been enough. They didn't even need Harden. Mm-hmm. I feel like they rushed Harden back to just have him on the floor and maybe use him as a decoy. I mean, he was playing point or whatever. He was making plays, but he wasn't healthy. You could tell. Yeah, they could have taken care of business with Kyrie and Durant. Easily. They rushed Harden back because Kyrie's ankle exactly. looked yeah, all was, fucked up. We've been there, though. I've had one yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you have probably, too, 100%. Yeah. I felt his pain. That, that oof. Yeah, like the ankle bones. A, sort a, of like. a break <laughs> is better. A break is better, they say. Yeah, because, because we, you're susceptible to keep on spraining it if you sprain it. Like, you'll yep. keep on tweaking that ankle. Yeah, moving forward. Yeah. If you break it, it's a clean break. You're recovering six weeks. You're back to normal. Isn't that wild that yeah. you would prefer to, like, break your ankle than blow out an Achilles? My doctor told me that. It was like 2014 when I was playing at Maritime. I had a really bad ankle sprain. I think, I don't even, I was walking around on crutches. I think you might remember. I, mean, I had one in high school, too. But the doctor, he's like, yo, you're probably better off breaking it because now it's this, this swollen, you know, it, it being swollen, the healing time is longer. The healing process is more, like, tedious. 
as opposed to breaking it, you know, you rest or whatever, and then you go in your rehab. And it's and it's a bone as opposed to a ligament. Exactly. Yeah, they said the same shit to me when I tore my ACL. They're like, yo, you're better at, like, breaking your kneecap. Which Imagine. the pain would have been, like, more gruesome oh, yeah. and more agonizing. Mm-hmm. But the ligament, it just lingers later on. Right. Sorry, we got off track. No, no, it's cool. <clears throat> I, I like that. But, um, yeah, a hundred. I think anybody would agree. And I also believe that... Um, well, I was talking to Josh about this. The Suns, we were talking about injuries. The Suns got so lucky with injuries, not to get off topic, but like they've dodged so many bullets. The Lakers with AD. Well, I brought up a, a, a point a couple of pods ago about how last couple of years, I think every team that's won a championship has benefited from an injury of some kind. Mm-hmm. Raptors with Durant and Clay going out. You look at the year that the Warriors beat the the Cavs, it was like no Kevin Love, no Kyrie. Kyrie right? Deladova played like... 33 minutes and then he went to the ER for three days yeah 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 dehydrated Mm -hmm. and then you know um the chris paul with the with his hamstring against the warriors when he was on they're up they're up three when it went game seven yeah so it just seems like there's always like an injury that kind of propels a team to take advantage but that's part of the game too i don't like playing that like what's what's your best ability availability that's that's right for sure that's absolutely right for sure. I, and I tell this story all the time, too, how, like, when the Giants played in the 2011 Super Bowl, the guy who gives me Giants tickets, shouts to Mr. Gary. I don't know his last name, so that's why I call him Mr. Gary. Gary V. <laughs> Gary v. <laughs> so uh, he's like, yo, I feel really confident about going into this game. I was like, why? He's like, of the 53-man roster week one, 52 are active. I was like, oh. The guy that didn't play was like a backup left guard, like irrelevant. That's huge, though. So, it's yeah, it's it's you being out there. Yeah. So now the Suns are up 2-0. Both teams are missing a big piece. Chris Paul because of the COVID shit. And then Kawhi with the knee, which at first Shams tweeted like, yo, torn ACL. Yeah, he... He he could opt out after this year too, so how does that hurt? Which I think Durant kind of killed that noise of, if you're a free agent and you're like, you're at that status, that level, I think teams are still going to pay you, bro. Of course. Because that $40 million that you paid Durant last year just to rehab, what he did game five, it was you never, worth it. You never win that game without him. 100%. Literally carry 100%. the whole team. So what do you feel about this this Suns Clippers? And do you think it's, you know, we're recording this prior to game three. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul is probable. How do you feel about how that series has played out? Because some memorable, memorable moments in this, these first two games so far. Yeah, so it's kind of similar to what happened the last round for the Clippers against the Jazz, you had uh, the Clippers go to Utah. They played them tough, but came back to L.A. down 0-2. Now those two road games they played, they were in it, and they missed shots down the stretch where if they would have made those shots, they would have won the game. Very similar to what happened against the Suns. Same thing. They had a lot of big misses, open good looks towards the end that just didn't go in, and that happens. But those losses are encouraging. You know, you could probably, if you're Ty Lue, you could probably come back you know, started the game tonight, you could probably tell them, like, look, we've been in this, you know, situation before. We got them where they want, where we want them. And, you know, if we play hard, we make those shots and we execute down the stretch, we could do exactly what we did last time and, you know, tie, tie the series up. But what I think is obviously Kawhi, Shams is probably right. The Clippers are keeping that under wraps. I was talking to Jay about that. Like, I think it's he, he tore his ACL, but they don't want, in terms of a game planning reason, and that's very deflating mm. and will deplete your team if you're like, yo, he's out and there's no hope of him coming back. If you keep that optimism 
and you're like, oh, he's GDT, he's rehabbing, and you never just completely rule him out for a morale instance, yeah. it will help your team. And you then know it'll I mean? also help your team against the other team because game they're planning. not sure. They're game planning for Kawhi. You know, they're dropping the, you know, oh, yeah, Kawhi's ruled in. And they're like, oh, shit, now we're, we're, we're game planning for Zubat or whatever or Morris to be in or whoever. You know, they play, they play Batum at the 5-2. They mix it up. You know, you're game planning for him. And then, you know, Kawhi comes in. So what the Suns have been doing, talking about the series, they're... Aiton, you have to like give him complete credit because mm. you know Booker, forty point triple double, incredible. I told you my favorite player in the NBA right yeah, now. Yeah, you were on that like the yeah. first time we came on the pod. Yeah. You're like, yo, that's, he's, that's he's the guy, guy. who. Yeah. And you know, it's funny how he's. I literally named one of the recent episodes like Booker's always been that dude. Yeah, y'all are just seeing this now mm-hmm. because that's what happens when you start playing in the playoffs, right? Absolutely. Like one of the reasons why guys would take less money to go play with Braun is because they're going to play in June. Mm-hmm. So your sneaker deals go up, your contract goes up, because yeah. then you end up playing on a championship team. And you, you sacrifice that little bit of money to get paid on the back end, because all those guys, once LeBron left, got huge deals. He got Tristan Thompson paid. He got Della Vadova paid. He got all these guys that would never get huge deals. He got Kevin them all Love. paid. Yeah, Kevin Love, exactly yeah. right, exactly right. But he was a dog in Minnesota, but nah, he was, the, yeah. the, his third and fourth big contract, 100%, is right, LeBron's credit. Right. So with Booker, like this is Booker was doing this shit all the time. And you got a glimpse of it last year in the bubble because they Absolutely. went undefeated in there yep. and he was balling out and then they get Chris Paul and now they're here on the big stage and he's just he's just killing it but believe it or not up until this instance has been him and Chris Paul but this series has been all Aiton and I say this because when the Clippers played the Jazz last series they exploited the Jazz weakness which is they only have one shot creator which yeah. is Donovan Mitchell they played without Conley Conley helps but he can't create offense like how Mitchell does so you get a guy like Mitchell, um, you isolate him, and you make other guys beat you. Jordan Clarkson, we were watching that game when we were out of Republic. He did his thing, but it's like it was a complete wash because Terrence Mann had a great game. Mm-hmm. But what I'm getting at is they exposed Rudy Gobert. They went small. They went to a small ball lineup. They pulled Rudy Gobert away from the rim, and they made him defend on the wing and on the perimeter, which he can't do. He's not as effective out there as he is underneath the basket protecting, you know, blocking shots. And now what happens is you have Batum, you have Morris, you have all these guys that can shoot the three ball, and you go small. They're playing the Suns. They're trying to do the same thing. They made the Jazz play a different type of game. They exposed Gobert. Now they're trying to do the same thing to the Suns. But the Suns can adapt to the that. The Suns are adapting. They're yeah. making them pay for going small now. They're hammering the ball inside to Aiton, and Aiton's making them play. Which now, you're giving Zubak minutes, who hasn't played last series at all. You're giving him 25 minutes. You're giving Cousins minutes now. You're trying to find a, a big body to match Aiton, and they can't right now. And that's been the difference in the series. As much as great as, great as Booker has been, the last game he didn't play too well, the 40-point triple-double was exceptional. Mm-hmm. But if you're watching the games, it's Aiton that's making the difference on both ends of the floor of them you know making them not play their way the Suns are making the Clippers play their way as opposed to last series where the Clippers were making the Jazz play their way nah they, I think you just crushed that and I think that's true too because I feel like with uh with Gobert man I got a problem paying you that much money and you being like one-dimensional I can't do that mm-hmm. like yeah you're, you're great defensively but are you really like He's he's a great old school center defensively, but mm-hmm. like you said, you draw him out, they get by him. He's he a was non-factor. Exposed. He was exposed. I prefer guys like I know this is gonna sound terrible because he's being shitted on now, but Ben Simmons is the kind of defender that I like. 
mm-hmm. could switch on different no, he's, positions. He's a, he's a good he's a good basketball player, man. He's getting a lot of shit, and I mean, I, I understand he's still young. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm not against that. Bro. I, I appreciate his talent. But but with, with Rudy G, I just don't like that he can be. If I'm paying you two hundred million, when there's five minutes left, I need you to be out there on the 100%. court. And there's not ways be a that you can yeah you become a liability. I can't have that. Yeah, I can't have that. And I feel like they're in a interesting spot both the jazz and the sixers i want to finish up with this series because i do got a talking point i want to get to but really go i want to talk about gobert though really quick okay if you're watching it through a stat sheet or you're an analytical boy or a mean boy shout out impy <laughs> who doesn't watch the games and you're watching the game the eye test it'll tell you gobert is not worth a max contract 100 percent. you can't be a max contract player and at the end of the game draw up a play and be like here dump the ball to him in the post and be like get me a bucket you never do that with gobert mm. gobert is an offensive rebound put back kind of guy pick and roll you come into the paint drop it off to him dunk or a layup kind of guy you're not going to draw up a play for him at the end of the game unless it's like a tip in or a lob like how the ja- uh, the suns did the other night with ayton you know what i mean that guy on that team if he does not go, you don't go, is Donovan Mitchell. And Josh and I got into like a debate with Impy about that. And hopefully he sees now. I mean, he's stubborn, so he probably won't admit that he's wrong. But he was 1,000% wrong. But he did he did agree, though, and he said that uh, Gobert's shitty. He said, fuck Gobert. He's not worth a max a max deal. Well, you know what's, uh, what's interesting? You're right about the box score thing. Because I feel the same way when people look at box scores in the NFL. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, 400 yards passing. It's like, yeah, but his team was down 28. And all they did was throw the ball all the exactly. time. There, there's a handful of guys who the box score doesn't indicate just how good they are because the box score might be so shitty. Like Trey Young in Game Seven, he was still the most important guy out there for the Hawks you look because of the threat. But he shot like nine of twenty-seven or some but shit. If you watch the game, he was making plays. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. How I, like there was a playoff game. I'll never forget this, bro. The when when the Jets played the Steelers in the playoffs, the year that they went to the second NS, AFC and title they had game. Mark, Mark Sanchez and Doug Bryan missed the field goal. And no, no, no. That that was early. That's early two thousands. I'm talking about when the the Jets played the Steelers, and Ben was like one touchdown, two interceptions, but he was the best player on the field. Mm-hmm. But if you looked at the box score, he had like 230 yards passing, right. but he made like he was like seven of ten on third down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that gotcha. doesn't. Those are the kind of right. things that don't appear on stats. And also, really quick, in in that game, he was minus 22 and his plus minus Rudy Gobert. So I mean. Both boxes he checked off on the eye test, shitty, and in the in the you know stat sheet he was shitty as well. We'll we'll get back to the to the West because I feel like we're talking a lot about the Sixers and some of these guys and shit. Yeah. What what would you do with the Jazz going into this all season? I think they're because I think I think it was a fireable offense to lose to the Clippers when you're the the higher seed and also they're without Kawhi. So. I agree with you 100%. And the fireball offense is for Quinn Snyder, who I think is a great coach. Great. But also at this point, he's been there five, six years. It's like, what is your ceiling with this team? What do you do? But they took the – I feel like they took the leap. I know it didn't look like it or whatever. And then last year it was similar. What They got bounced right before the Western Conference Final. They didn't get to the Western Conference Final. They lost to the, to the Nuggets. And they, they, they lost to the Nuggets, yeah. And Game 7. and was, That was Game 7 when Conley missed that three, right? Yes. In the bubble. That was a sick game. But I mean, no, that was Mitchell that missed the three. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. You're, no, no, was, you're right. It was, it was you're Conley right. because yes, yeah, yeah. But I'm Conley. talking about it was uh, it was Mitchell and Murray had that iconic. They both dropped like 50 they went games, back and so you're yes, right. Yeah, yeah, they lost. The great Nuggets. game, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Insane. That was probably the best game of the bubble. One of the best. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's justified. Like I don't think you fight. I think you give it another because they're right there. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, they're right there. 
And the Clippers don't get enough credit. P- it, I, I, that's another reason why I'm cheering so hard for them because I feel like that'd be the greatest rise from demise, right? You lose to the Mavericks. Like I'm talking about the Clippers last year to the Mavericks. Luka has his coming out party, plays with the sprained ankle. Can't stop him. He beat you. Boom. All this talk. Uh, Kawhi, uh, PG, Pandemic P, whatever. They come back this year, go to the Western Conference Finals. I mean, they're, they're Yeah, but on- they beat the Mavericks last year. They lost to the Nuggets of three one. Nuggets, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but still, they were they, they got a lot well, of shit Luka, for that Luka series. Luca had that big. Luca had like forty a game. He was averaging. <laughs> they were calling Luca. Yeah. The, the Clippers pops. Right, right, right. They had to come. That's what I mean. Like yeah. they got a lot of shit for that. And then series. even this year, they beat them twice in L. A. Right. They're up two zero. Full strength. They're going back to Dallas. Mm-hmm. But they overcame that. Right. Just like the Bucks overcame that loss to the Heat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They had a chance to sit out and bypass the heat but they're like no we're gonna play we're gonna win so we can get the heat in the first round and get over that and i respect teams that do that you face yeah because the clippers did that to avoid playing to facing the lakers Mm -hmm. right they're like yo we wanted the Mavs because i remember that was a big ass talking point like yo be careful what you wish for exactly but i I, but how where where they were last year in the bubble compared to where they are now and that's why I'm cheering for them so hard. And obviously, the Kawhi, the lo- the loss of Kawhi is like gonna hurt them. Mm. Um, but I- I'm really cheering for them. And I think if they have Kawhi, I think they're the best team left. They have everything. That's fair, and especially with Man becoming that that role player, who I, I think it's fair to say you could kind of count on him now. Not to give you forty, like that was a career game. He's not gonna have that. He's again. solid though, and his conferences, his confidence is at an all time yeah. high right now. He, he's 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 that's, a, get that's another guy who's reliable. Was exactly. what I was getting at exactly. But in terms of the Jazz, sorry, I got off topic. I, I think you keep them for another year or so. I honestly do. Um, Clarkston, Sixth Man of the Year. So what they're missing is another shot creator. You got to get someone that's gonna help Mitchell out. When Mitchell doesn't have it going and Mitchell's struggling, the Jazz, you know, they they put in Clarkson and Clarkson somewhat carried the load. But he's he's not creating plays for other guys. He's creating for himself. Mm. You need a guy in there like how the Bucks went out and got Drew Holiday. That's the biggest pickup probably in the last three years was for the Bucks because I think if the Bucks don't have Drew Holiday, the Nets would have beat them even with – well, that obviously goes without saying because they don't have enough star power. But they brought that guy over, a, a, a playmaking shot creator – to help Giannis out down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Because if you know, remember last year, he was trying to play point guard and he was exerting all this energy. And, you know, they got someone like that yeah, to come yeah. in and help. So you need a playmaking shot creator to come in and help, you know, when Mitchell doesn't have it going. But the Jazz are right there. I don't think they did anything wrong. That pickup for D-Wade, I think, was good. You get a basketball mind in the front office. He's an ambassador for them. And, you know, he's working in the front office. I, I think you give it another two, three years. But what's the rush? Like, what, what would you do? You know, you break that team up and then what, start from scratch? Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? That's true. And especially if you look at, like, the landscape of the West, though, it is, like, super competitive. Chris Paul, after this year, I think if they end up winning the championship, he probably re-signs with the Suns. I I don't see him going. Even if they got this far, I don't see him leaving. Mm -hmm. Their numbers, like, their projecting numbers, Sports Track is a really cool website. They kind of do a lot of, like, projections for what your contract might be. Mm -hmm. They're saying, like, three for 100 for Chris Paul at 37 years old. That's 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 a lot, you know? That might be something that you're going to pay for it on the front end. Like Mm -hmm. we were talking about before, like, the back end is going to be like... Yeah, Damn, like those baseball contracts, right? Absolutely. You give you give Cano a ten year contract. Those first five years are like, all right, yo, we're, I'm gonna have an all star second baseman. Mm-hmm. Those last five, it's like he's been on like three different teams now, you yeah. know. So it's you're paying for it up front, but on the back end, it's gonna suck. With the Jazz, I think I think what you said is true. They need another guy who could create their own shot for others as well, mm-hmm. and another yeah, guy who's reliable. Absolutely, because Gobert, he, he, the center like him. 
gets taken out of series, right? Center like Andre Drummond, same thing. Aiton, on the other hand, is a guy who's very versatile and he could play. He's not a liability for you. Anthony Davis, not a liability mm-hmm. for you when they're out there. And if you go small, he's going to make you pay. His offensive game is respectable enough where you could throw him the ball in the post. He can get you a bucket. He's got a little mid-range jumper he can knock down. Pick and roll he's effective in. He's a good defender around the rim. You know, he, 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 he has a solid, solid game where he's going to make you pay if you try to go small against him. We live in an era of recency bias. Oh, yeah. Tell right? me about it. The 2018 draft class has taken leaps and bounds this year because everyone knew about Luca. People like Trey Young, but Aiton was like, ah, uh, and I feel like all those guys were getting slandered because they were with the Luca. Right. Right. Like Luca was head and shoulders above everyone else. Let me just recap the top 10 for that draft class because a lot of guys are making noise in these playoffs that I think Bridges class. was in that draft class too right Bridges oh. was uh, the 10th pick okay yeah. So yeah he rounds out the top 10 so you got Aiton this makes me sick looking at it by the way <laughs> yeah I know why we'll get to that yeah. in a second Aiton, Bagley, Luca, Jaron Jackson Trey Young Mo Bamba Wendell Carter Colin Sexton Kevin Knox your boy Mikel Bridges and then SGA Miles Bridges Michael Porter Jr. Dante DiVincenzo, Kevin Herter. And then we'll stop there because outside of that, the even, rest is like... Even all those guys, though, like... Oh, yeah, Shamit. I mean, Robert Williams is okay. That's your slim pickings now down here, though. Even Jalen Brunson I would have taken on the Knicks. <laughs> Mitchell Robinson is in that class. Gary, Gary Trent. Trent. Yeah. We just said that at the same time. So so this class, right? Bruce Brown. Aiton, Luca, Trey Young... If you have to do a redraft, how's it going? Is it still Luca? It's got to be the same. It's got to be Aiton. Really? So you're saying knowing what you know now. I'm saying no. Right now, as we speak right now, the Hawks are up 1-0. Suns are up 2-0. And we know what Luca is. If you could redraft right now. 1,000%. You're still get, taking Aiton. You have to. And I'll tell you why. Okay, yeah. If you're the Suns, if you take Aiton. No, if you take Luca or you take Trey Young. Booker's not going to develop into the player he is now. They're going to hold him back. Mm. You wouldn't agree with that? Okay, so you swung me because I was going to say just like the player. Because I'm a, I'm a believer of no. I want the best guys. That doesn't always work, though. You got to get the guy that's going to fit the mold. Aiton, they needed a, they needed the sure bet. They needed a dominant center. Didn't wasn't the talking point when Chris Paul went to the Rockets, oh, my God, who's going to be running point and shit? And then Harden ends up winning MVP yeah, that first well, year. I get the point you're getting and you're alluding to, and and I, I agree with you. Great players and good players will always make it work. They'll and figure, they'll figure it, out. it out. Right. And I knew you were going there, and yeah. I couldn't agree more, 100%. But you get a guy like Booker who is still trying to come into his own. Mm-hmm. You don't know how that's going to work if you bring in a rookie now who has to find his his niche, and now you're set back another five, six years, in my opinion. Maybe not as much, but you, know, you, you needed to give... Luca growing room. You needed to give Trey Young growing room, and you also needed to give Aiton growing room. But Aiton plays a different position than those guys do. You get what I'm saying? So he can like find his own lane, but it's down low and in the front court as opposed to the back court. So they're not occupying the same space. Exactly. That was the big issues with LeBron, right? When like Chris Bosh would come, Kevin Love, it's like they're not as productive because they occupy the same space as LeBron would. Exactly. And where they're great at is where LeBron's great at, and you're always going to defer to LeBron there. And to be fair, LeBron is. Will 
LeBron could play any position. He could play one through five. Right. So he's so great that he'll right. go to the front court and let those guys excel or whatever. But you know how I feel about LeBron. Yeah. I'm with you on that, how we feel about LeBron. But, yo, you look at these guys. Like, Jaron Jackson's been balling out with Memphis. Trey Young, obviously, here. Uh, Colin Sexton had a kind of a breakout year this year with the Cavs. Mikael Bridges, too. Uh, the only letdown so far I'm really looking at on this list right now, um, Wendell Carter for the Bulls. I mean, he was he was supposed to be really, really... They, they were, like, counting on him to be, like, the next, like... Well, Bagley, too. Like, I wouldn't give but up you, on Bagley. But you know what? With Bagley, I, I don't want to hold it against him, and it's unfortunate his injuries. Like, and I don't, I don't also, hold that against him. And he's also on, like, arguably, I think, right now, the way the things are, the worst franchise in, in the NBA. Sports, or in sports. It's got to be up there in sports. Fair. They're, like, yeah, with the Montreal Expos. Yeah, but they don't exist no more. No, the I know. Might be next I, that's the whole day. That was the joke. But yeah, no, that's a good point, man. But Bagley, I, I wouldn't like I said, I, injuries are unfortunate, and you can't hold that against him. It's not like he's purposely injuring himself. You get him so back. you would go Aiton first. I would go Aiton, and then Luca, and then Trey. Probably, hmm. in that order. Isn't and, it crazy how like a lot of people would disagree with you on that? Because Luca is so head and shoulders. The consensus is that like you know he made All NBA this year too, and. Trey Young is now in the conference finals. Aiton is in the conference finals. You draft these guys because you want to win a championship. Absolutely. Seems like right now, one of those guys is going to get one yeah. before Luka. Yep. But now, for those people that disagree with me, I would ask them this question. If you look at all those players now, would you think they fit their respective teams like perfectly? Like they fit their teams and those franchises, those franchises they got drafted to made sure of that. Mm. I get, okay, someone would probably tell me in, in an argument, like against what I'm saying with Aiton, would probably say something like, well, Luka plays the one and Booker plays the two now. Yeah, but if you watch, Devin Booker handles the ball a lot during the game. Not saying Luka's not as effective, but when the going gets tough for the Mavs, who's the, who's, who has the ball in their hands? Yeah. The usage rate is higher, and it's him that's When the going gets tough for the Suns, who has the ball in their yeah. hands? It's their man. It's yeah. Booker, not Chris Paul. They brought Chris Paul over, but Devin Booker, when he had 70 points in the Boston Garden, he was playing point guard. Mm. Point, they call him point book. When he when Devin Booker runs the one, he's the most he's the most effective, in my opinion, I think. That's when I became a fan of his, that whole stretch. Well, I was a fan of his in Kentucky, but when he, he came into his own and like found his niche in the NBA was that 70-point game he had in the Boston Garden. Shout out to Boss, man. I'll never forget watching a Kentucky game, and that was the year that they had all those, like, they had, like, seven guys go in the first Booker round. Booker didn't even start. He was a six-man. Yeah, and, and Boss kept saying, he's like, yo, I, I think he's going to end up being the best one of the bunch. And it was like, Cat was on the team, too, mm -hmm. and, like, Collie Stein also. Yep. And they were loaded. He, he's like, yo, I think Booker, like, the way the NBA was shifting into, like, the whole, like, two-guard kind of, you know, three-ball and shit. He's literally got a perfect jump shot, too. And also, he, he trained with Kobe. Mm. I know people don't think that's a real thing, but when Kobe opened up that Mamba Sports Academy, he had Kyrie, he had Tatum, he had Booker. All these guys are disciples of Kobe. And if you watch them play, their game kind of emulates him. Yeah, and Get into all... that free throw line extended, that, that pull-up jump shot, that fadeaway. They all have that in their game because of Kobe was training with him. Yeah. Yeah, and when they get going, going, it's like every shot they take, you just think it's... And the hoop is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You saw the... The the, the third quarter, right? Yeah, and the run Tatum went on. Yeah. Bro, he... yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, 50. Jay in the background, Dunbar's brother. He's trying to get my KD up over there because my shit is hot on. And he was going toe-to-toe with KD. Yeah. Like, K- K- he, well, KD saw, had nothing for him. That's the reason why they, they, they won that game three against the Nets, mm-hmm. that Celtics game. Let's, uh, let's pivot on over to the Eastern Conference. Bucks-Hawks. Hawks take game one. I said this a couple of years ago when Middleton signed that contract that he's going to be the reason why Giannis eventually, I think, either asks out or forces his way out or wants him gone. Like, he's just way too inconsistent, bro. Like, it was crazy even in that Nets series. Like, Stephen A. Smith went on ESPN and was, like, ripping Giannis. And I know we've had conversations like, yo, Giannis isn't a killer. Like, he doesn't have that killer instinct, which I agree with you. I feel Mm -hmm. the same way because I always look like in soccer, you could tell what dude has that, like, that number 10 factor. Like, in soccer, when you wear number 10, you're the man. You're the guy that everyone goes to. You're the best player on the field. The number 10 always asks for the ball. And you could see when you're watching soccer, the guy that always runs to the ball to get it to his feet is the most dominant guy on the field. In basketball, last minute of the game, when my guy is looking to get rid of the ball, that that pains me a little bit. Yeah, of course. Because that shit don't happen with the other guys. Like, they want it. They want, they want all the glory. They want all the blame. So, Giannis, a man of many traits, a master of nothing. I don't know if you've ever heard that saying before. But no, but I like it, and, and it makes sense. That literally fits him to a T. He has to master something, like on offense, like a go-to move. Like Kevin Durant's got that crossover he does. Mm. You know it's coming left elbow, to right, yeah, and, yeah. and it's coming every time. Still unstoppable. You can't stop it. Giannis needs a go-to move down the stretch that he can go to and he can get a bucket. He needs to take accountability. And on the defensive end, defensive player of the year, Kevin Durant didn't guard him at all last series. Why? It doesn't make any sense. You don't need the coach to make that decision for you. Do you ever see that clip of Kobe Bryant when he's playing uh, – who were they playing? I think they were playing Boston. And Paul Pierce was going off. And he, he asked for Pierce. He goes, I got him. He told the coach. He told Phil, Phil Jackson. Could you imagine? Yeah. He goes, I got him. I don't want to hear nothing. I got him. Mid-game, that's an adjustment you make. I got him. I'll take you. I'll, you know, let me yeah, guard him. Fuck your game plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got him. I'm the franchise player. You're here to help me get to the championship. Like, players win championships, not coaches. You, you might know this. You know who used to do that a lot in football? He was your boy. He played for your team. Who? Revis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Revis used to yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. oh, he lines up in the slot. I don't mm-hmm. care. Well, you're on the up. No, I'm, I'm going left, right, middle, off. Doesn't matter. Yo, that Revis Island run he had. If you look at the 09 list down. of wide receivers he shut down, oh, yeah. it's like nine of the 16 guys are Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah. Andre Johnson, Calvin Johnson, Yo, Randy Moss. glory days, bro. Those were the glory Reggie days. Waynes, just oh, Chad Johnson still, you know, yeah. like. Glory days. My boy Tory Holt got shut down, but that was old Tory Holt because yeah. you know young Tory Holt would have fucking cooked them. The, uh, the greatest show on turf. Yeah, yeah, but but that's that that's what makes you an alpha, bro. Like yo, a dog. That's what makes you a dog. Yeah, bro. he's not a dog. He's not, and he played a great game. And game seven, he played a great game. Up his free throw percentage, hit mm-hmm. the hit the hit the mm-hmm. shots. But he he he's missing something. When you watch him play, you can tell he's missing something. There's holes in his game with the way they guard him. I don't know if you remember. There was a specific clip where uh, Trey Young stopped him. He he had him like in the post, like right underneath the free throw line. He tried to like back him down, and Trey Young gave him a little body, and he faded away and shot like a, a fadeaway jump shot and hit the front of the rim, similar to the play the, on the, Harden. With Harden, yeah, very yeah. similar, very similar. If they would have lost that series, I remember telling Dylan that's oh, going to yeah. be an iconic like slandering Giannis mm-hmm. thing ever. Mm-hmm. Harden of all people, who's known for being 
fucking trash on defense. But again, that's is he really trash on nah, defense? No, he's not. But that's, that's the what the comp, get, yeah, the rep he that's, has. That's the casuals, I always say. The casuals say that. Right. The people who watch the, 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 the stat sheet say that. Harden's not an awful defender. I mean, this if if you watch the games, I get what you're saying. You could probably bring up de- defensive player ratings and numbers. Maybe that might allude to that. But if you watch, defenses aren't setting screens on whoever Harden's guarding to get the mismatch on Harden like they would a Curry or they would a Trey Young maybe. Sometimes people go at Trey Young. But like that's what makes a defender weak, you, uh, um, how he is viewed amongst his peers. The NBA players don't think Harden's an awful defender. I'll tell you that right now. If you watch an NBA game, no one's ever set a screen and got Harden as a mismatch on him. I haven't seen it. You know, you like as you, oh, let's expose him. Like how you saw the the Cavs were doing to Curry, mm-hmm, they were matchup mm-hmm. hunting him in the finals that year. Yep, like that. That's a defensive. That's liability. how they cut the lead on him. And Thank yeah, you. they would never do that to Harden. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So just just a point I'm making, but um, yeah, Giannis is. I'm a huge fan of him. I love the guy. Good dude. Like, but he's got to like. I want to see him take KD. You don't need the coach to make that decision for you. You can make that decision for yourself. No one could. Yeah, that's true. But um, you could make it tough for him like P.J. Tucker did. And again, people said P.J. Tucker had an awful game. That game, Kevin Durant had 30, but it took him like 10 shots. To, it took him like 30 shots to get 30. Yeah. He, that's a great game from P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker didn't score. He had like four rebounds and played like four Well, I minutes. wrote that in the group chat that we're all in, how it's funny how people will say something like, um, oh, uh, remember Iguodala won MVP in the finals because he... "Quote unquote," stop LeBron. That's when a it, joke. When it clearly should have been Curry to be MVP. hundred percent. All because he's, LeBron dominated. He yeah, didn't he, stop had a, he had a triple. Yeah, he had like 36, stop, 12, and eleven. Stop. Yeah, please stop. Please. Yeah, that's a joke. That's a. I hate. But it gets casuals, bro. And that's guys controlling the MVP voting that has never stepped foot on. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed on the floor like they don't get it but i'm sorry go ahead dude it's is a reason why like um i'll get tweets sometimes from fans and they'll be like yo why don't you talk about that dodger game yesterday and i'll be like hey man i don't watch yeah i don't like commenting on things that i don't watch right right? and when i do have certain conversations with some people and um i always hate saying like man i hate asking you this but like did you watch you know like, did you, did you watch? Like, you could just tell, I was like, I'm not going to, I just want to inform you how, like, when when you're watching. Like, me, I watch two sports, mm-hmm. like, a lot. And, and well, the UFC, too, like, a lot. But Soccer like, and basketball. And, yeah, UFC. Is, and and, and yeah. football, obviously. Football, you know, yeah. like, those are the ones that you I'll to. commit to a lot, right? Obviously, because of the show, but also the ones that I'm, like, genuinely a fan of. 
And then all the other things, like, I'm keeping up with the hockey playoffs. I'm just checking the scores. Obviously, we have a lot of friends that are Islander fans, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm watching that. And it's just cool because it's New York. It, and it's cool because I like greatness. So, like, yeah. when you win a championship, like, that's, that's fucking dope, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I didn't know that Montreal was playing in the Western Conference until, like, two weeks ago. The yeah. dudes that work in uh, work, they help out with VM. They're, like, big hockey fans. I was like, yo, hold on. I'm not bugging. Like, when did this happen? Because I remember the Rangers and the Canadians playing in the Eastern Conference finals and mm-hmm. shit and in the playoffs. And they're like, oh, because of COVID, the way they did right. the regions. But, like, I always try to, like, follow for greatness. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But there, there are certain times where the box score misleading is very misleading absolutely yeah. I'm, I'm still a big eye test guy bro yeah of course of course i i, I think nothing nothing beats that i always uh, i talk about this how remember the the last todd Gurley year like the really good one 2018 mm-hmm. when he didn't play those last two games and they gave brady the mvp mm-hmm. but Gurley had like 20 something touchdowns yeah you know like at week eight pff was telling me that james white was the best running back in football because i like the analytics stuff i'm like yeah come on man like, you lose me there. That's someone that doesn't see the eye test. They, He's like a third down back. James you know Ford. who the best deep ball thrower in the NFL is, according to PFF? Matt Stafford. Nope. Try again. Uh, Derek Carr? Nope. Am I close? Nope. I don't know how you would tell me if I'm close or not. Um, best deep ball thrower. I know it's not like someone like Mahomes. It's like, it's it's, it, it, it's someone that it would never cross. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's why I gave you two random yeah, yeah. names who throw the deep yeah, ball. This one's going to be even more random. Um, Kirk Cousins. Daniel Jones. Okay, wow. Come on, man. Okay. I watch yeah, every giant yeah. game yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. where do they I mean, see it? It makes sense, though. It they, doesn't shock me, though. You get what I'm saying? Right, like, but, but like a stat like that, you would think it's Oh Mahomes. No, no questions asked. Right. But someone that doesn't watch football. It's just mind blowing to me yeah. how that's the case because all I see is him overthrow Darius Slayton by six yards or he throws. <laughs> Like three yards out, of, you know the like the yeah. white line, yeah, where the coaches are not allowed to. Like he throws it out of bounds. Too. It's yeah. like, yo, what are we watching here, man? Like, yeah. what are we watching here? The catch radius for Kenny Galladay. That clip you put on Twitter though, of Vince McMahon. Oh, that was that went viral. That was that was fire. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, was yeah. fire. that was yeah, fire. Yeah, I really thought it was gonna change everything. That was for me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. You gotta you gotta nah, top I know. that. You yeah, gotta yeah, keep yeah, going. Yeah. You gotta... yeah, that was cool. that was when they played the Jets in the preseason. I remember. Went I remember. like six or six to I start remember. out. I remember. But uh, let's let's go into the East, man. We'll wrap up with this because the cameras are about to die, and so is this thing over here. It's gonna be a night course. Uh, Hawks beat the Bucks, right? They drop game one. Trey Young, forty eight. Gotta give him credit. Super efficient. Youngest player, Kobe and LeBron, to have forty eight points. Conference 20, finals, twenty five years old or younger. Yeah, he he's exceptional. And like, what about the villain role that he's taking? I bro? love it as a as how a wrestling took, fan. How he took, super yeah. heel, and he took account of not account of he took he embraced it. Yeah, in the garden. Yep. When you could come, all the greats have their showing out party in the garden. They yep. have that one game in the garden. Kobe, LeBron, Kyrie, KD, you name it. Everybody, Harden. Everybody. everybody comes to the garden and takes. They just never come play for the Knicks. The, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, but everyone loves to play in the garden. Um, and he did that in the playoffs and took that hostile environment in and, and got spit on too by that yeah, one that, fucking dweeb yeah. fans are out of control but 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 yo to, to go back to the thing that you said about the garden it's mad true because i think for people that might have never been to madison square garden or they might say like ah you're a homer because it's new york mm-hmm. you saw in the playoffs what that vibe was like yeah like playoff basketball in the there building is shaking yeah, yeah. You, you can't compare so trey Ranger young playoff games yeah trey young game. embraces that role he embraces that role he goes off he has not comparing him to Allen iverson but the flow if you watch him if you watch Allen iverson if you put a clip of Allen iverson up on youtube and you put a clip of trey young 
and you watch them, the flow of their game, how they have the defender at their mercy, the cleverness, mm. the, the 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 heart they have, mixed in with like the the, the swagger, the, the, yeah, just everything that I would compare him to an Allen Iverson. The defender cannot stay in front of Trey Young. If you watch, Drew, he's ha- he has Drew Holiday. He hit Drew Holiday with the some shimmy shit. thing. Was yeah, madness. like it, he ha- literally has any defender that steps in front of him at his mercy. So and that's the that's the point in the game. He's breaking the defense down. He's getting in the paint and he's throwing those lobs to Capella. He's throwing lobs to Collins off the glass. He's shooting the floater in the paint. He's kicking out to Herder on for three. He's kicking out to Gallo for th- like. If you watch him, he 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 hit the scene like how Luca hit the bubble scene last mm-hmm. year. Yeah, that's what I would compare this yeah, to right yeah, now. Yeah. What he's doing. Yeah, and it was nice for him on a on a national level, global level that they played the Knicks first. Yeah, right. Because everyone was talking about the Knicks. No one gave the Hawks any chance to win that series. I, I knew what we were in for. Yeah, they overachieved. I yeah. knew what we were in for. So it's it's funny you bring that up because so I don't have cable right because I'm mad cheap. <laughs> so I watch the games on the streaming apps. I'm like you're you're delayed. I'm like a minute and a half behind. So when you guys start when the games get close. Like the overtime game. Oh, we were game talking seven. about it last night. Yeah, yeah. So you wrote in the chat, you're like, yo, when y'all see what he just did to Drew Holiday, it's mad disrespectful. And then the moment like I looked up from my laptop, because I have my, my messages on here, mm-hmm. I look up over because I had the dual monitor over there. I look over and he did that. I was like, God damn. Bro, so of it, all people, Drew it, Holiday it's too. It's not even just the sh- Right. Great defender. Great two-way player in NBA. First, it was the crossover, how he lost him on the crossover. He looked at him to like... And then he yeah. did the shimmy like that. And it's not like they were up 30. Yeah, it was a close game. It's a close game. game yeah. And they're exchanging baskets. Tied, right. Game tied. Right, they go right, up right. two. Bucks go up two. Yeah. You got to have fucking grapefruits for that shit, bro. Because yeah, you know you're going to get clowned if you miss that. He's cold-blooded. And the thing with him is I'm not surprised by any of this. He, he was he was doing stuff like this in college. Now, yeah. Obviously not to this magnitude, but you could see he, he was a ball player. The, the eye test, like I What's said. What's whack is he had that like awful summer league. Remember? When he first came in and he yeah. shot like 21% from the yeah. field and people were like, oh my God, he's not going to be able to score. Yeah, but I mean, scorers are always going to score. The yeah. NBA will always be about a bucket. Yeah. How do you how do you feel this uh, series plays out, man? They're up one nothing now. I'm sure you- Jay and I were talking about it too. I'm cheering for the Hawks. I want, we have our little side bet with the Clippers and Suns. Right. Obviously, the, the Clippers probably won't get back to full strength, so congrats. You beat me on a bet for once. <laughs> That's one. Two. Hawks and Suns final, I think, would be one for the ages. Like, I think that would be exceptional. We always say, a match made in heaven, you have East versus West, mm-hmm. right? So everybody mm-hmm. will watch it. That's like in baseball, the Dodgers would play the Yankees in the World Series, like East versus West, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That would be great for just the market of well, it. Well, I hate this idea of, like, young... small market teams it not being dope for the league. Like, oh, I no, think this no, is no, no, awesome. No, no. This is amazing. And, and Atlanta's not really a small market. Though. And that shit don't even matter anymore, bro, with social right, right, media. Right, 100%. Uh, in, in 2019, I think the top 10 NBA jerseys, I think, like, seven of the 10 small weren't. teams. Yeah, they were all small market teams. Right. Um. And that's why I think the NBA has the best league in the entire world because of the star power they have. Every team has a guy that you would want to go see. That's what I'm saying. So Whereas like the Jaguars up until this year where they get trouble right. lots, they're like, yeah, I don't want to see them. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of teams don't have like stars that you would want to go see. And in, in other sports you can name it. Right. You right. know what I mean? The yeah. NBA star power is like second to yeah. none. I still think the most exciting sport to watch in the playoffs is hockey though. But I don't want to get off topic. But um, yeah, so the I think it'll play. I, I'm I'm pulling for the Hawks. I'd like to see the Hawks win. This matchup for Giannis is easier. He can have his way with the Hawks. Mm. Whereas against the Nets, he couldn't match the Nets on offense. The Nets were just too much. They had too much firepower. But if you watch how much more comfortable he is in the series, like you know, he's doing a lot more. 
it's just Middleton, bro. Like if, if Middleton decides to play or you know if he wants to contribute at all, the Bucks can win the series. Um, oh for nine from three. Yeah, and what did he? Sh- he shot twenty three, S- six, six of twenty three. Yeah, terrible. I mean, between the three of them, the big three, they they put up sixty shots a game, and there were a couple of stretches in in that Brooklyn series where like seventeen of forty four, sixteen of forty, and it's like yo, you can't. And the thing have about that. Durant is he's efficient. Right. So Durant's going to get 30 on like 12 shots yeah. more times than not. Whereas, you know, Giannis is an awful shooter. Middleton's a streaky shooter and as well as Holiday. Um, what do you think? I, I I think the Bucks will win the next game. If you're betting, I think you, you, you hammer the Bucks next game. I think it's a lock. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's one of the spots I like to target. Remember we were talking about the Nets-Bucks, how, yeah, Harden was hobbled. Because at the time when we were watching that Germany-France game, we didn't know that Harden was going to play. It was like probable, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, questionable. And it was like there, there are certain instances in betting where you're not betting the teams or the players. You're betting the spot. Right. So like now I would definitely bet the Bucks down 0-1 at home in a game two. Yeah. Right? I'd take the Clippers in the first half tonight. Right, to bounce back. Because it's always like the first half. It's the team is Chris Paul's back too. So I, right, but they're at home. The crowd is into oh, 100%. it. So the crowd we, yeah, is we, fired up. Now my question to you is: So, you, so what do you think? So my so my prediction is: I'd love to say I'd like to see seven. I'd like to see seven because I could also see the Bucks winning one in Atlanta, and then you know them equalizing. You know them getting home court back, and then them maybe going seven. So I I would like to say maybe Hawks in six. It would be would be a, a nice guess for me. Hawks in six and Suns in maybe like five, depending if Kawhi comes back. What was the last update on Kawhi? Did you see? It's uh, it's still not nothing, nothing certain. Nothing has changed. Because Just remember, I told you back the report. He I re- saw, yeah, rehabbing. he stayed home for t- game three too. You know, rehab. I was gonna tell you now that the the Hawks would have to win in six because that game would be at home. They can't win game seven on the road, but they just did that and they won three times in Philly. And Philly was the best home team. In the last four years in the NBA. Right. And then also, like, uh, the Jazz, all regular season, they had four losses at home, and two of them came to the Timberwolves, who were in the lottery. (laughs) There you go. It's like, shit just doesn't make sense. I mean, look, I'm not going to panic if I'm the Bucks, but I just need to, I need someone to get Middleton and be like, yo, bro, like. Shake him. Just shake the shit out of him. Like, what is going on, man? Yeah, I can't stand him. I'm not a fan of Middleton at all. I I mean, I, I don't get it. And people are saying, oh, yeah, he could be a Robin. Where? Hmm. Like you said, he's too inconsistent. I don't know. I just and lo and behold, watch next game. He'll go well, off. I, I and think we'll Drew. Look like yeah, I, I think Drew is uh, is the Robin in that situation. Oh, 100 percent. And that's why I think Middleton has had a pretty good year this year. All all things taken into effect because he's not relied on to be that second. His guy. expectations aren't as high as they've been. So you got you got Hawks and six. You would yeah. say easy to say now because they won game one, right? I, I, I Well, if you're a Bucks fan, I think the silver lining is, yo, Trey Young had an all-time performance. Right, and he's not going to do that every game. And Middleton was on some bullshit. Now, right. Which, which, <laughs> but hold on, but which, like, that's that's more likely to happen again. Right, 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 right. Than what happened with Trey Young. 100%. Because he's been on his bullshit a lot. Absolutely right. Fuck, I wanted to say something. What was I going to forget? Um. Oh, yes, adjustments now. I think... Bushenholzer, whatever the fuck. Bushenholzer. Yo, he's awful. <laughs> he's terrible. I think he's an awful coach. Yo, now he, you're gonna see makes, the adjustments. He, yeah. Well, I would so hope how so. How do you first of all? How do you not double Kevin Durant when when he won that game? Yeah. And he went off for the forty point triple double, fifty point triple double, whatever it was. How do you not double him in the second half? 
Let someone else beat you. Because you saw Joe Harris couldn't make a shot. Bruce Brown couldn't make a shot. Yeah. Jeff Green was out or he was on a minutes limit. How do you not double team him and make someone else beat you? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. He was literally the only guy on the court that could make a shot. Right? So that's one. Now, so the adjustment's coming back next game. The next game is going to tell a lot. If he makes an adjustment to double team Trey Young and it finally registers with him that he has to like make adjustments d- throughout a series of a playoff game or, or a playoff series... If not, he's out. You got to get rid of him. Yeah. He has no idea what he's doing. He he gets a lot of heat for the adjustments in game adjustments. He just like this is our game plan. We're sticking with it no matter what. Whereas like game to game, he does do a lot better. But in this situation here, I don't yo I don't get it. How bro, you see it like at, at the lowest level possible when you're playing pickup at the park and it's like 14, 14 games, sixteen. You're like yo, I'm gonna take that dude. Yeah. If you're the better defender on your team and all your peers know it. Absolutely. Like, yo, that's it. Game's on the line. You know, mm-hmm. straight five, straight whatever it is. He doesn't even have to score that much. He could score like five points and you'll switch and be like, yo, I got him. I think yeah. I can stop him. Yeah. Yeah. You start off a game, you're playing pickup at the park. This 30 and there's no adjustment made. It's like, bro, pick him up full court. When he gets to half court, you double team him and just get and the ball out of his hands. Yeah. Just give it to someone like a role player. Make him feel uncomfortable. Just like, again, Ty Lue, love him as a coach. Did you see the end of the of the, of the the Clippers game? They double team Booker and mm-hmm. Mikel Bridges had the open three in the yeah, corner yeah, yeah. and missed it. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Make, make someone, someone else, else do it. Yeah. Yo, do you, think it's that, um, do you think it's that difficult for them? For what? To like just, like, why is it that? We're just saying this, and it makes sense. Like, it's a rational take to have. Like, do you think it's that difficult for them Bro, to honestly, just... Honestly, I wish Like, I they knew, don't think of I'd it? Be, I'd be making millions right now. I wish I knew. I, 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 it doesn't make any sense to me. They have to know. Giannis is the defensive player of the year. And I don't know why these reporters don't ask them that either. Like, hey, you know, you, you have the defensive player of the year at your disposal. Why did you not put him on Kevin Durant? Like, why, why, like, the game plan? Okay, I understand the game plan, but the game plan wasn't working. You were getting cooked. Yeah. You know what I mean? You had your best defender, you in your eyes, getting fried. Why did you not send an, an extra man out of him? Or why did you not put another primary defender on him? doesn't make any sense. So, going into game two now, Trey Young better be getting trapped and double-teamed because I that, did not see one that's that why, whole game. You know what Belichick would do? You know how they say Belichick, the Belichick way is he puts the number two corner on the number one wide receiver with with help with help and then they put the number one corner on the number two receiver and just cancel them out and they just shut them down right yeah, so brilliant. belichick always say yo belichick in this series against the hawks will probably be like yo we're gonna double team trey young not even with our best defenders no you don't have to right we'll throw like pat cunnington and i don't know, like like forbes for example we'll double team him with those two who mm-hmm. in one-on-one they get fucking demolished but we're gonna double them and then we'll have Giannis and drew on like the other guys, yeah. like on a Herder or on a Bogdanovich, yeah, yeah. and then you just take them out of the game. those are solid defenders. Absolutely. I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. So, I mean, we'll see. Giannis, Giannis, like, Giannis could guard um, Trey Young because he's got length on him. Did you see how stupid that foul was when he hit him in the face on the follow-through on the closeout? When he yeah. hit him and he fouled him on, like, sh- I've never seen so many people get fouled on a three-point shot more in the NBA. It, it, it's so foolish. Well, now they're coming up with that. They implemented that new rule that you can't throw your body into the, a defender and get right. a call. Mm-hmm. Or the leg kick out is offensive foul now. The Reggie Miller. Yeah. Reggie Miller made that famous against the Knicks. You ever seen that 30 for 30? Of course, no, I haven't actually. I, I refuse to watch it because of that reason. Yo, it's pretty lit. It's pretty lit. Like, if you're not an, if you're an I remember fan, you telling me about that. It's It's amazing. Like... I kept saying about Trey Young, what he was doing to the Knicks, if he was doing that. Like, I love what he did in the Philly series. 
But like, damn, son, he's doing that to to us right now. Like that mm-hmm. shit is painful. But ultimate heel turn, man. We gotta we gotta talk about Ben Simmons really quick. Yeah, let's and, do it. And really quick. We'll end with that. All what right, would yeah. you do with the Sixers? Because I want to ask you this before. What do you do? You gotta get rid of Simmons. Well, first of all, I from the very beginning, you have Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, or two forwards that played point guard in high school. Uh-huh. And then they grew and hit a growth spurt, and then their game transcended, and they ended up changing their position. But their true natural position was point guard. Mm. Ben Simmons, because he was the biggest guy, and just because he played point guard in high school does not mean he's a natural point guard. The point I'm getting at is he's not a point guard, and he's playing out of position. He should be moved to the three. He should be like a slashing three. And then if you like his playmaking ability so much and you want him to play point guard, you bring him in with the second unit and let him run the one with the second unit and make plays for those guys. But coming down the stretch, he should not have the ball in his hands. One, he cannot shoot. And two, he's afraid to shoot. He doesn't have the confidence to shoot anymore. You saw the play. Yeah. The, you know, I sent you the picture. You might have sent the picture, I think, or I sent it to you. But anyway, he's passing that up. You can't pass shots up like that. You're 6'7", bro. What are you passing that up for? So he should be like a slashing three, like a Derrick Jones maybe, but more skillful with a, with a playmaking set. I think we should have listened to Kendall Jenner, bro. <laughs> yeah, she's got an eye for talent, that one. She was with Simmons, left him, went to Booker. Championship bound. But I think <laughs> I think, I think, you keep Simmons if you're going to get rid of... I think you keep Embiid. If you're going to get rid of someone, you get rid of Simmons. But um, and, and even Doc. Doc doesn't even believe in Simmons. They asked him the question, you know, can he be the leader, the point Your guard point of a championship guard. He's like, I don't think I can says, answer no, that right now. How do you right not now? back him up? He's out of there. That I can guarantee. Simmons is gone this offseason. He's not going to be there. And Embiid's easy to build around because he's a dominant center. He's the best center in the NBA, in my opinion, when he puts his mind to it. You know, it's it's weird that they didn't make that Harden trade because I remember looking at the betting odds. At one point, he was like the favorite because uh, Daryl Morey's there that too. That would have been huge. And, you know, if you're going to give up, like, it sucks if you're like CJ McCollum, right? Because he's always thrown in these trade, trade like fake trade shit. Mm-hmm. And it's not that CJ McCollum is bad. It's that no. he's the only asset that you could trade to bring someone to help Dame out mm-hmm. if you were going to. So the only guy on Philly that you could go after probably logically is Simmons. See, that's one guy. But I also think his stock now is at like the lowest. But that's what this I'm is saying. It's the ultimate like buy low. And B sent in the group chat the other day like trade packages and it's like first rounders and like Brad his his name was mentioned with Bradley Beal and like I'm like bro are you nuts? It's like his his stock is like plummeted. Like yeah. he, you'll be lucky to get like a second rounder and like fucking Kevin Herter from the Hawks. He's not a bum, but I'm just saying right, can't right, compl- right. you can't you're throwing names like Bradley Beal out there. You're bugging with that. Like I think that. He needs to go to a team. I'm, I don't even know what team he would fit. To be honest with you, he's got to get his confidence back first. Because like, if you put him on a on a on a team that's about to make a championship run, like say somehow you're trying to put him on the Jazz, where would he fit? Like, like a, he's not a point guard. He has to change his position. That's what I think. I, I think he should be playing the three. He's not a point guard. He needs to be a playing a playing the three, like a slasher. That sometimes once in a while, if you want to, you know, run run some plays through him. To, to be fair, though, to defend Simmons here, if I if I was able to, he needs a team that got shooters around him mm-hmm. if he's gonna play point. And like they only really had Steph, uh, Seth Curry, mm-hmm. so like he would be good if you could swap. It, it's never gonna happen, but I'm just trying to paint the picture. If you could swap Trey Young for him, with Simmons, yeah, you with think? the shooters around him, yeah. But but you got to understand something. Those shooters are effective because of because Trey Young. Of him. Right. He's pulling up 40-foot three-pointers. Right. And, and the defense is closing out yeah, on 40-foot yeah. three-pointers. Simmons, 
you're gonna that was a, be at the free throw line while he's at half court guarding him. That was the biggest thing for like the Warriors, right? How <laughs> Curry and Clay get all these wide open looks, and now you're throwing Durant in there for Harrison Barnes. It's like yo, it's gonna be impossible to stop him. Yeah. So you think Simmons is the one to go, and that's who you would. It's not even close. There's no debate or argument for that. Yeah. No, nah, I'm with you. There's going to be changes. I think there's going to be changes in Utah, too. Maybe uh, Schneider, maybe to avoid embarrassment, steps down. It wouldn't surprise me. Because you saw what happened with Carlisle, right? Mm-hmm. He left the Mavericks, and now he's... But that's a whole the, different, like... The Pacers ooh, thing. They won the championship with Carlisle, right? Yeah. They just had to cut ties. They're holding on to that championship for fucking a decade now, yeah, almost, yeah. you know? So, like, the, it was time for them to cut ties. Quinn Schneider's in a completely different different boat, I feel. You know, I know he's been there for some time, but I feel like you still have to let that play out. Yeah. They have the pieces there. They're just missing. They're mi- a guy who put them over the top, CJ McCollum. Ooh. That'd be a great fit for him, I think. But really quick, because I have to always incorporate LeBron. They played the Suns the toughest. That was technically, truly the Western Conference Finals. They were up 2-1. Anthony Davis gets hurt. Well, no, they were up 2-1. Davis got hurt mid-game, and they ended up closing that game out, and then he was hurt for the rest of the season. They haven't lost since, the right? Suns. Yeah, at the time that we're recording, yeah. But, I mean, come well, on, give, I, give my I, guy some love. I did. I did feel as if... The winner of that series and the winner of Nets Boston was going to win it all. Go, I agree go with to the you finals. on hundred percent. And um, Solomon Hill is the reason why. Because if he never landed on LeBron's ankle, he'd have been healthy the entire time, and he wouldn't have been playing injured. And they wouldn't have lost all those games to be in a playing game. Exactly. Yeah, man. It's interesting how uh, things play out, for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's wrap it up. You're the man. Thanks for finally coming in here. How annoying am I when it comes to getting you on the pod? Nah, it's all good. It's all good. I, I like. I like. I, I, but at least I'm. I'm yeah, no, I do too. You I know? do too. But I'm courteous. At least if I can't yeah. make it, it's not like last minute. I don't show up like you. I try to give you that table, and you just left me with like. Waiting, <laughs> I did. Like, I did body you on the table. Wow. Took you what, like a week, right? Yeah. <laughs> now we'll do this again. This was fun. What's your uh, What's your social media if people want to contact you? Um, Nick Dunbar seven one eight. And J Jimmy's is I Z J. In the background. My KD go up or nah? Damn. He did some funky shit over there. Shouts to Jay in the background. At the Lame Shows, you can find me. At Veterans Minimums, you can find the show. And catch you guys next time.